You're listening to the World Watch Weekly Podcast by Open Doors Canada. The goal of this podcast is to help you pray for your persecuted family. Since 1955, when Brother Andrew went behind the Iron Curtain for the first time, Open Doors has been strengthening persecuted Christians where faith costs the most. For more information about Open Doors Canada or about the World Watch List, please visit our website at www.opendoorsca.org. Enjoy today's episode. Hello and welcome back to the World Watch Weekly Podcast. My name is Jared. I'm here as always with Andrew. We're focusing this week on the number 20 country on the World Watch list, Laos. You might remember that last week we focused on Myanmar. Next week we'll be in Vietnam. And so the Southeast Asian region of the world is getting a lot of focus uh, for these few weeks. Laos is a country of 7 million people with about 227,000 Christians. So a very small Christian population. And we're going to be joined this week uh, by a worker from the Southeast Asia region named Ruth. And she's uh, shared with us a little bit about the types of persecution that Laotian believers face, some stories of encouragement from the region, and also how we as Canadian Christians can pray for our brothers and sisters in Laos. We're excited for that. So let's get to the interview with Ruth. We are so incredibly excited to be joined today by our ministry partner, Ruth. How are you doing today, Ruth? I'm good. Well... Excellent. Glad to hear. We are uh, excited to jump in and talk about Laos, so let's get right into it. And why don't you tell us about the the type of persecution that believers face in Laos? I might say there are different kinds of persecutions that mostly uh, believers in Laos are facing. One is rejection. Rejection in a sense, you know, among the family. For the family who doesn't believe, it's difficult for them to accept it. So somehow they rejected them to be a part of the family where they used to, to belong. The second thing is the freedom to worship or the freedom to be together as a Christian. This is being restricted or not allowed. Although they said you can gather or like religion with the new constitution, you are allowed to do that. But then it's still in the remote areas. There is still a lot of restriction coming from the local authorities where they don't allow them to gather together and worship together. And also there are some uh, some rights that has been uh, violated. It's like for a Christian who's just going to visit uh, another Christians. There are some instances where they can just uh, arrest them because they said it's a violation of the law. But actually, it's still the right to go and uh, visit his brother and sister with, uh, from uh, other village. Then there are also some uh, cases where some students or youth, they are being deprived or denied to get into school education, where some teachers discouraging the, the youth to enroll, or asking them to, if they don't renounce their faith, then they will not be accepted at school. Those are just uh, different kind of uh, persecution that is 
brothers and sisters here in Laos are uh, experiencing. Wow. So um, within our office in Canada, we actually hear quite a few stories of persecution from Laos. And I wonder if you would uh, share uh, one or two specific stories of of persecuted believers in Laos, stories that that, uh, are particularly impactful. Probably I would share one of the recent because it's happened uh, a month or two months ago where leaders from the town, they went to visit uh, our brothers and sisters up the mountain who are also being or just suffering or they're being persecuted in the village. So they invited leaders from the town to go and visit them, to pray and encourage the villagers the believers in the up the mountain but then while while having the, the fellowship together the village chief came and then they saw these uh, leaders from town so they said what are you they interrogated them what are you doing here so they talked for a while so after some time the local authority called the police so the police after a few minutes the police came and then arrested these leaders who came from the town. So they were put now into the village office. So there was interrogation happening. They said, where's your document allowing you to come here? Is there any uh, approval from the uh, religious uh, department in the province approving that you can come and visit here? And so and so. For sure, these leaders from town, they don't have this um, document, so they have nothing to show. So they said, since you violated the constitution, you will be detained for a few hours until the police from the district office will arrive. So they've been there until six o'clock evening, until the police district arrived, they took them, and brought them to the district. So the police there also doesn't know what to do. So they called the person in charge in the province. And then they said, okay, just bring them to the province. So they took these leaders and brought them to the province. So they also did the same interrogation, asking where are the documents and this kind of things. But the leaders, they try to uh, negotiate if it's possible that they can be uh, bailed. But in the end, they said, oh, it's not because there's no decision yet taken. So after a day or two or three, there's still no decision have taken. So the next days, since they cannot just leave them at the provincial office, so instead of putting them to the provincial jail, they put them to the rehabilitation center. The leaders tried to ask why is it so. They said they cannot put them into prison because investigation is not yet finished. But then up to now, it's already the second month, they are still there. So they've already been detained for a couple of months. Do we have any idea of how long they will continue to be detained? So there's no really progress of the case might take three months to six months to finish an investigation before they can take a decision 
whether they have to stay longer or they will revisit it. Well, we'll definitely pray, pray that uh, they'll release soon and it doesn't take as long as that. Uh, did you have another story you wanted to share? The second one is um, the story of, uh, of this young lady who is already in her fourth year high school. In August, during the enrollment, her teacher said, if you will not renounce your faith, then I will not accept you. They said, are you willing to renounce your faith? They said, no, I will keep my faith and I would like to continue my studies. But the teacher was not so happy, so she gave her a recommendation form. Hey, Ruth, can you just clarify what you mean by a recommendation form? It's not really a trans- it's not recommendation, I'm sorry. It's a transfer form. Ah, so what you're saying is that the teacher basically said, here's a transfer form. If you want schooling, you got to go somewhere else. Yes. So she went home and then they prayed as a family and then they called one of the leaders in town and asked for help. So this uh, leader went to talk to the teacher, tried to speak in behalf of this young woman, but it didn't work out. So... The leader from the town took her and brought her to the city. Now this young lady is living with this uh, pastor who is living in the city. And we are with a bit of help from our company. We are able to support her to enroll in September. Thank you so much for sharing those two stories. Uh, They're very different stories, and yet they show us just uh, how persecution is affecting different believers in different ways in Laos. I I would love to ask you, uh, how do you see God at work in Laos? I would say there are a lot of things that uh, stories uh, in the Bible that may align in the life of the Christians here in uh, in Laos. It's like in the Acts where the more persecution had happened, the more number of Christians are increasing. And also, a lot of stories really that encourages uh, me is this story where miracles uh, are really uh, happening. You know, it's not just what is written in the Bible, it's also happening in real life in the Christians uh, here in Laos. And also one thing is, it, it encourages me also to see the difference of being a Christian here. You can see it's like the light in the darkness. Most of the Christian you can recognize, you know, because the attitude also change. It's, ah, the Christ likeness in, is in this uh, person. Christians. So these are the things that encourages me to go on with the work in the ministry and also see how faithful God is in the life of the Christians here in Laos. Well, that is really encouraging to hear because that's exactly what Christians are supposed to be, is a light in a in places of darkness. So that's such a beautiful thing to hear that that's a reality in Laos. Ruth, would you tell us how Open Doors and our ministry partners are offering encouragement and help to persecuted believers in Laos? The way the organization is helping is we have a key person who are 
here to help them, encourage them, and not only just to provide uh, things or material things, but also to, to be with them. We are there to mobilize and encourage these Christians to go and encourage their own people. I wouldn't say that we are just providing things. We are enabling the leaders to support the persecuted Christians, for, for them to, to feel not alone in this battle. So we bring company to the persecuted Christians. Because most of the problem here, when they become a Christian, most often they don't belong anymore to uh, a group of community, right? So they are being uh, separated. So when persecution happens, especially in the remote areas, there are some uh, instances where some believers uh, from believers from the city are not able to reach out to the uh, persecuted Christians in the mountain because of the situations and restrictions like this. But because our organization is trying to strengthen leaders, not only in the city, but also in the local area, then we have a direct people who can really support their own people in, within the village. And also, it's easier for us to connect and also to provide support because of the localized leaders that we have been uh, helping for them to uh, stay strong still in the midst of persecution, but not only that, but they stay strong also to support uh, those who are persecuted Christians. So then, uh, how can we, here in Canada, how can we be praying for our brothers and sisters in Laos, Ruth? For the Christians in Laos to be, uh, keep their boldness, and also for the Christians to keep what they, the, the solidarity that they have already uh, as a Christian, because this is something that is showing the uniqueness and the light in them that they that they should keep this one that no matter what they are able to keep going and working together as one to serve and reach more the people especially in the remote areas and also the second thing is there's a lot of situation uh, going on about this being uh, arrested a lot of leaders are now in jail at the moment in three, four different provinces have been already uh, ha are having the same situation. Pray for wisdom for the leaders also. That they will also have to have a discernment on when to go and not to go to reach more uh, Christians or whatever uh, activities they're planning to do for the new believers or for the persecuted Christian, that they will not put themselves also in danger. And also pray for the families of the leaders who are in prison. Especially, we have one in our area. The, the parents, both parents, were now in prison. So the, the kids, they're young, three-year-old kids. When I visited her, 
asked me, where's my mom? I don't need your cookie. I would like to see my mom. That is really breaking my heart. I mean, the grandparents is looking up after them, but I can see how this young girl is missing so much her parents. So I hope and yeah, if you could pray also for comfort upon this little girl, not only her, but also the siblings. And also not only them, but also those other families who are also uh, away from their uh, parents, especially for their fathers who now cannot provide for their needs. And also strength for all the mothers, for their wives who are now working hard to provide the needs of their families. And probably lastly is to pray also for our work here, that we could continue to be a, a channel of blessing and be the light for the life of the Christians and believers here in Laos. Thank you so much for, for sharing those. Can we pray together? Yeah. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you so much for my brothers and sisters in Laos, God, who are faithfully following you, even at great cost. God, we think of those in prison right now, uh, the ones talked about in this interview and the ones that haven't been mentioned, but God, who are uh, in prison or detained for their faith in Jesus Christ in Laos right now. God, I pray that your comfort would be upon them. I pray, Jesus, that you would strengthen them and encourage them, God, and that you would help them persevere even amidst this persecution and this imprisonment. God, may you strengthen them. God, I pray specifically for their families and their kids. I think specifically of this little girl who's missing her mother so much. God, I can only imagine how my girls would feel if their mother was missing and they didn't understand why. God, I pray that you would uh, bring healing and hope uh, to this little girl and to the other families that are missing their loved ones. But God, I also pray that amidst this imprisonment, that it would encourage the other believers to be bold in their faith, to share the gospel even more, God, and that that more people in Laos would come to know Jesus Christ, whether in the city or out in the in the mountains or in the rural areas, God, may, may Jesus be proclaimed. May many come to faith in Jesus Christ. May you strengthen our church in Laos, uh, our brothers and sisters in Laos, strengthen your church in Laos. God, we pray your blessing upon them. God, we also pray for our ministry partners in Laos, God, that you would help them to be an encouragement, help them to be a blessing, God, help them to have wisdom, and God, lead and guide them to uh, help the right people to uh, to really help Christians be the church in Laos, God, that uh, many persecuted Christians would be encouraged and comforted knowing that they have brothers and sisters in other parts of Laos and across the world who love them and are praying for them. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us this week on the World Watch Weekly Podcast. Remember, you can learn more about the work that Open Doors does by visiting our website, www.opendoorsca.org. And give us a follow on social media at Open Doors Canada. We'll be back next week with another episode, so we'll see you then. God bless you. Thanks for listening to Open Doors Canada's World Watch Weekly podcast. The goal of this podcast is to encourage Canadians to pray for our persecuted family. To find out more, please visit our website at www.opendoorsca.org and click on Get Involved and Prayer.